brothers and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonco, National Vice President for Student Affairs. And I'm so very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. Of course, I couldn't do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help for our national communications team, our student advisory committee, and of course, a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI Presents. So for all of our returning listeners, welcome back. Happy 2021. And thank you for your support throughout all of this. Um, For those of you joining us for the first time, welcome. We truly appreciate you taking the time to join us today and just learn more about our organization and this podcast. Of course, this is brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi, National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide some insight, helpful tips, suggestions, and showcase the different voices of the Brotherhood in an entertaining fashion that will hopefully keep you coming back. So today's guests are joining us from all across the country, all across time zones here. Uh, But more specifically, we have someone from Muncie, Indiana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and Chandler, Arizona. I had to uh, figure out what AZ meant for a second because that to me that means Alpha Zeta, but Chandler, Arizona. Um, These brothers are currently serving as their respective district's secretary treasurers uh, or sec treasurer for short. And I'm just very excited to hear more about them and have a chance to hear what they have to share about their experiences and what they love about KK Sci. So without further delay, let's go ahead and pass this over to our guest for official introductions, Grant. Hello. Thank, thank you for introducing me, Bonk. That's great. And, and thank you all that are listening to this right now. So my name is Grant Winternheimer. It's interesting that Bong just mentioned Alpha Zeta uh, because I initially come from Alpha Zeta at Indiana University, spent a year there, and then I transferred to uh, New Upsilon at Ball State University, both of which are in Indiana. Um, I'm currently studying music education and studying trombone primarily. Uh, this semester, I'm taking on clarinet in an ensemble, but that, uh, let's not talk about that. We, we won't put the audio of that into this, hopefully. Um, as for leadership that I've had and leadership roles that I've had in the past, I am a previous chapter treasurer for New Upsilon as well as chapter president, and I'm currently the North Central District Secretary Treasurer. Uh, as for any personal facts about me, uh, I, I have a number of hobbies that uh, I've taken the opportunity of the last year to invest some time and effort into. Uh, those hobbies being reading and writing. I, I'm a sucker for poetry, so reading and writing both of those and um, photography and traveling, which traveling has been a hard thing to do in the last year. But, uh, you know, hopefully at some point in the future, I'll be able to do that again. Uh, And then just playing board games and uh, card games with family and friends whenever I can. I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And could could we get a quick chirp chirp from you? Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, yes. I'll, I'll set it up. Okay. Chirp, chirp. There we go. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. So to our other guests, too, if you have any, like, little things from your universities or your band. We'd love to hear it as well. Uh, but let's go ahead and go into our next guest for introductions, Tracy. Hi, everybody. Um, so uh, thank you for listening. My name is Tracy Kidwell, and I come from the Kappa Alpha chapter at the University of Minnesota in the Twin Cities. Um, I'm majoring in um, human resource development with minors in human resources and industrial relations and leadership. Um, 
for as for uh, my leadership positions within the fraternity, I have a, a previous um, chapter member at large um, and vice president. Um, I, uh, yeah, I've been in Kappa for a very, very long time. Um, like Grant, I'm actually also a transfer student. So um, I was initiated into the Alpha Nu chapter at the University of Wyoming, where I went for about three years before I transferred to the University of Minnesota. Um, I uh, play a lot of video games in my free time. That's kind of the main thing I do. I'm kind of addicted to my Switch and my PlayStation. Um, big Harry Potter fan. I read those books all the time over and over and over. Um, I'm actually wearing my Hufflepuff shirt right now. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess that's kind of my main thing. I've marched drum corps and uh, yeah. Very cool, very cool. And can I just say, I appreciate that you're wearing your Hufflepuff uh, sweater, but something that I appreciate even more um, is, I don't know if anyone's ever visited the band hall for Minnesota, but it is huge. <laughs> like it is massive. So just want to put that out there. So if anyone's ever interested in learning more, please reach out to Tracy. All right. To our final guest, Angela, introduction, please. Awesome. Thank you for passing it off to me. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to listen to us. Um, so my name is Angela DiMatteo. I'm from the Beta Omicron chapter at Arizona State University. I just graduated in December with my bachelor's in accountancy and a certificate in applied business data analytics. And I'm continuing my education still at Arizona State through their master's of taxation program. So yes, I can do your taxes. <laughs> answered a lot of questions right there. I currently serve as the Western District Secretary Treasurer. Um, prior to that, I was Beta Omicron's Treasurer for two years. So if you're a chapter treasurer out there, I feel you. It's okay. It'll be okay, I promise. You get through it. <laughs> um, and then during my time as treasurer, I had the opportunity to help host um, the Western District Convention in 2019. And then my chapter also had the honor of receiving the Founders Trophy at the National Convention in 2019. So that's created a lot of just really interesting leadership opportunities, having to help a budget for WBC and then having to, uh, we ran a table together at a, the national convention to raise money for our chapter. So that created a lot of cool opportunities. Um, and then a couple of fun facts about myself is that I am a huge board game fan and my current TV show obsessions include, but are not limited to She-Ra, Miraculous Ladybug and the Dragon Prince. So um, yes, uh, you're not alone. Those are my faves right now. We're all the same people. It sounds like seeing the reactions of everyone. <laughs> Very cool. Well, thank you all three, uh, all three of you so, so very much for taking the time to do this. Um, so we'll just go ahead and get into our interview questions here. Uh, Tracy, if you wouldn't mind kicking, uh, kicking us off, I wanted to know, how has your 2021 been so far? Um, honestly, it's been pretty good. Um, I'm really kind of busy right now, um, just between um, officer duties and um, trying to graduate this year. So um, I'm kind of taking a lot of classes right now, but um, it's nice because a lot of them don't have as much homework as I expected, at least not yet. So um, it's nice to have an extra, like a little extra time to dedicate to my officer duties as well as like being able to reconnect with friends. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm feeling a lot more optimistic going into this year than I think I ever felt last year. So yeah. <laughs> Good. I love that. Angela, what about you? It's already so much better than 2020. I can't even begin to explain. Like we were in the pit 
And now we're like soaring. That's how good it feels right now. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to live at home with my mom and my brother through all this craziness. And we're all very close. So we've been playing lots of Catan, driving each other absolutely insane. Um, if, for those of you who know Catan, we've been trying to get the new expansions to like diversify our gameplay. And uh, let me tell you, Cities and Nights, if you don't have it, you absolutely have to get it. It's beautiful. Um, and then other than that, I've been keeping myself um, busy. I'm studying the tax and regulation section for the certified public accountants exam. So I, I've been quite busy, you know, just just keep it rolling. Love that. Thank you for those suggestions as well. Uh, Grant, what about you? Well, that that's hard to bounce off of. Angela sounds like she's having the best year ever. And now I'm going to be like, well, it's, it's complicated. It's both good and bad. So it's hard now. Um, maybe I just need to play more Settlers of Catan and it'll get a lot better. Um, let's see, educationally, like uh, in terms of schooling, I've actually eased up on the gas pedal a little bit, which is which is different for me. We're only taking 12 credits this semester. So we're, we're doing we're doing well academically. Um, uh, professionally, I am preparing to student teach next semester. And so I'm going through a lot of applications and interviews and observations right now, uh, looking for apartments, all that fun adult stuff that's uh, both stressful and exciting. I'm starting to learn that everything in life is both stressful and exciting, um, but I'm, I'm letting the excitement, uh, you know, drive me a little bit more than the, than the stress at this point. Um, in terms of SAI, uh, as a district council, we've we've had a productive start to the beginning of the year. Uh, we're bringing the chapter assistance grant program to an end, which is kind of sad because that was my little baby. Um, but but it was a, it was a pretty great success for the chapters of our district. Um, and then we're launching a number of music related efforts as well. In terms of new Upsilon, my chapter, uh, we're bringing in our Gamma class since we were just installed in um, 2018, or just now on our Gamma class. So very exciting things happening there. And I'm helping to revise our election process in the chapter as well. So I just have, I just have uh, my hands in a lot of different things in different areas of my life, uh, but I'm just excited that I'm finally uh, back in school, not necessarily for the academics, but for uh, the fact that I can share my joys and frustrations with, uh, with other people rather than just my cat and dog. Yeah, I love that. Well, again, thank you all so much for, for sharing that information. It, I mean, it definitely sounds like you were all kicking off the year with lots of different activities and keeping yourself busy, which is great. I, I feel like sometimes I can't even balance, um, you know, what to watch on Netflix and like when to do laundry. So I'm again, just very impressed. So thank you for, for your excitement and energy that you're bringing to this call. So with, with all that being said, I did want to take it back to your beginning with KK sign, maybe even a little bit before I wanted to ask, how did you get involved with, with, with your chapter with KK Sai, like what made you want to join? What stood out to you? Um, Angela, we'll kick off with you. Yeah, sure. So um, going back, thinking back to my freshman year, you know, I'm still five foot nothing, like chilling, haven't changed in height, no, no growth whatsoever. But so taking it back to my freshman year, um, I was a commuter. And so I found it I don't know. I wasn't meeting people in my classes. You know, I was a piccolo back then. I have a phone now, but when I was in the piccolo section, I just couldn't find people to really vibe with and like get on the same level who had the same obsessions with me as me. And, um, you know, I was like, just not, I was trying to find my group. Um, I ended up going to a game night that was hosted by our Sigma Alpha Iota chapter. And I mentioned I was in uh, the marching band and they're like, Oh, like you guys have a huge, um, 
number of people who are in Kappa Kappa Psi, like, have you met some of them before? And I'm like, no, no, I haven't. Like, I don't know. And, um, so they had a bunch of recruitment events coming up. So they encouraged me to go to those. And I, I did, and I interviewed with them and was invited to join the process and get started. And through that, I met, uh, my class of people, um, Shout out to everyone in the Delta Oops. I miss you guys. Um, if you've got any of you are listening and uh, there's about 18 of us and we all bonded and we all got really close. It was quite extraordinary, apparently, compared to past classes we had had. And um, no, I just I I found my people. I got heavily involved. I started going to chapter meetings. I started volunteering every opportunity I could. And I was just so fortunate to have found my people as quickly as I did. It only took a month or two. So that is my story. I love that. Thank you for sharing as well. And something that I, I have always heard, even as an active student, is that people join people. So I, I'm glad that you were able to find that in KK Science. It's, it's like it's always a beautiful story because you remember very vividly, like those experiences, like those hangout sessions, there's a dog barking. Um, so, I mean, thank you for sharing that. So next, uh, Grant, tell us about how you got started. Yeah. Um, so I came to uh, Cap Gap Psi first through Indiana University, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and when I first went to Indiana University, I wasn't studying music. I just had a great passion for music. And I was the very stereotypical membership candidate at the time because band was great. I had a good time in high school. Want to do it again. Um, but the passion grew and, and deepened during my time at IU. Um, and I found a group of respected musicians and people that I looked up to and wanted to be like uh, throughout the course of college within Kappa Kappa Psi. And it just so happens that this organization also gave back to the same uh, organizations that I was a part of in high school that I uh, wanted to give back to. So that all worked out great. And then I had to throw a wrench in things and sit and decide to major in music. So I had to transfer to Ball State University for that, which was a very bittersweet departure from IU, uh, leaving a lot of really good friends, um, but thankfully staying in touch with a lot of them as I went to Ball State. Uh, and I spent this awkward semester, my first semester at Ball State, not really knowing what my membership in Kappa Kappa Psi was because Ball State was actually still a colony at that point. And I did not know how I fit into the fray. Um, but come December 1st of 2018, uh, Ball State was installed as the new Upsilon chapter and I was able to attend that. And then I was able to attend the first ever meeting of that chapter in January, which is very exciting, uh, except I was the weirdo stranger that no one knew in the room. And like, what is this kid doing? But then like when they had questions about things, I could kind of lean on my time at Alpha Zeta uh, to provide a little bit of, of guidance. And they were like, okay, maybe maybe he's okay after all. Um, so then I, I, I kind of rode that a little bit and became the chapter treasurer. And then, you know, got to do fun things like start the chapter bank account, fun things. And by fun, I mean, very stressful and intimidating, but start the chapter bank account, start the first few fundraisers. And then I let that take me on to president of the chapter the next year. And then eventually running for district office um, with the help of all the people at Alpha Zeta and um, at New Upsilon and also former district officers in North Central District, such as Ubon. So yeah, is, is uh, a, a long and winding journey to get me to where I am now, but it's been a good time. Yeah, and no, I appreciate that. And you know, anybody who knows Grant knows that he accomplishes a lot of different things as you probably just heard. But I think the most impressive thing is the fact that he survived 
being with trombones in the IU marching band. I think that's the most impressive thing. Sur- survived is a relative term. I, some of me might not have made it up here to Ball State, but yeah. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Awesome. Tracy, what about you? Sorry about that. So, um, so my time in uh, KKSI has definitely like been kind of interesting, I guess. Um, so originally, um, I kind of have to like rewind back to high school. So um, I grew up in Laramie, Wyoming, which is where the University of Wyoming is. And pretty much from when I was 13, I was like, that's where I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be a band director in Wyoming. And I had like my whole plan laid out when I was like 13 which obviously always works out. <laughs> so um, basically my uh, senior year of high school, um, one of my best friends um, actually was um, a sophomore at the University of Wyoming and she was in the Kappa chapter when I was um, a senior in high school. And um, they had this, uh, I would go to all these like different band events and I'd always see these people in these blue t-shirts that said Kappa Kappa Psi on them. And I was like, really, I thought I didn't even realize it was like a band associated thing. So I thought these were just a bunch of frat boys showing up to band. (laughs) So um, that was kind of where I was like first made aware of it. But um, going into my um, freshman year of college, right before uh, the whole band's band camp, they had like a Kappa service event, basically, where they just went and like reorganized all the closets, um, like made sure all the uniforms were clean and set out for the veterans that were coming back, um, making sure that all the music was printed, all that stuff. And in my mind, um, my friend told me that she was going to this thing. And I was like, oh, I'll go, even though I wasn't even in college yet. So um, I was kind of a try hard. So <laughs> I went to, um, so I went to the service event and I met everybody that was in the fraternity because I didn't realize this was a fraternity thing so um I got to go there I got to meet all of the brothers in the chapter that were there and I already knew a lot of them anyway because we all went to high school together um and so that was kind of like where I first became interested in it and then um I started going to recruitment events once I actually started school um I would talk to all my friends about it because they were all in it and um kind of in hindsight like uh, I was talking to my big um after I'd been initiated and I said like, Oh, well, I mean, what stuck out about me? Like, what, what did you, like, why did you want me in the chapter? And they're like, you came to our stuff even before you were in college. So (laughs) that was kind of a no brainer. Um, so I don't know, that's kind of how I got started. And then, um, eventually I decided I didn't want to be a music major anymore. And then I didn't even want to stay in Wyoming anymore. So that kind of upended my entire life plan. And so then, um, when I transferred to the university of Minnesota, I found they had a Kappa chapter and I was thinking like, you know, it's kind of like already a preset group of friends that I could like weasel my way into once I started school there. Um, and it's really just been like really special. I remember going to my first thing there. It was like an open chapter meeting. And at the end of every single meeting, they always sing the hymn. And I already knew the hymn and half the chapter thought I was a freshman and half of them knew I was a transfer student. So like a lot of them were like, oh, this girl is like really intense. <laughs> so it's just kind of funny. Um, but I've, um, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of, how I guess I got into both of these chapters at both the schools I've attended. And it's been really special to be in each of them. So I appreciate that. And I, I I feel you and you know, there's the assumption that's, you know, somebody is just super intense all the time. Like I get that all the time. So I get it. I feel you. Um, But I think it's interesting as well. You mentioned Kappa and I, I, this is something I, I always just kind of have to ask what does your home chapter like use as the, the shorthand or like the short name for Kappa Kappa Psi? 
Okay, so here's the thing I've always found very interesting because both chapters I've been in always refer to it as Kappa. Uh -huh. But I talk to you weirdos from North Central and y'all say Psy and it just makes no sense to me at all. We had a CFR, I don't, I'm totally, um, Justin came to uh, my chapter a few years ago and we were talking about, you kept saying Psy and all of us were like, what? <laughs> so I've always just found that really interesting because I'd never heard that until I started talking to CFRs or until I was on the um, SAC. So it just, it's really weird to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Anybody else? Wow. Wow. I, I, North Central just got called weirdos for saying side, <laughs> but both of the, both of the chapters that I attended, both Ball State and Alpha Zeta at Indiana University, both said side. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. we are weirdos, but we're universally weirdos in the North Central District. I like it. I accept it. Yeah. Angela, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to be the real weirdo here. My chapter, Beta Omicron, Arizona State University, we just call it KSI. I <laughs> which is too. Which is totally different from what both of you guys do. You guys are polar opposites. I'm just in the middle. I'm like both. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So again, just like a, a bit of cultural lesson for everybody listening and everyone on this call as well, because I remember going to my first, I think it's a, it's like not really the NCD thing because Michigan State, I know for a fact that they call it Kappa. So like maybe it's a Northern thing. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to do some more research on this. Um, but for our next question, and I, th I think this will probably be the hardest question of, of this call, um, but I, I'm going to challenge you to pick one thing and one thing only. If you had to pick, uh, what is your favorite thing, memory, or aspect of KK Psy and any specifics are welcome. Grant, help us kick off. So my favorite thing is the much heated debate between Kappa and Psy. How you, hmm. I'm just kidding. Just nice. kidding. Nice. Just kidding. No, um, I'm going to take the aspect route and, and not talk specifics because there's too many memories and I don't want to just pick one. Um, so I'm sorry if I'm not answering the question you want, but here we are. Um, so my favorite aspect of Kappa Kappa Psi is something that I've especially noticed in the last year, which is how flexible the organization is to meet the needs of the brothers and of the bands. Um, and like I said, that's especially prominent this year. We have these great guiding principles and pillars of music and brotherhood and service and leadership. And those are the broadest possible categories, but they keep us grounded in, in, something to always as a sort of checklist and check up that we're making sure that we're doing those things. Um, and they're durable concepts, but they're also malleable to whatever the context that we're in. Um, and with that, there's a lot of opportunity for inclusion and um, for innovation in this organization. Thinking about this last year alone, we've had things like virtual performances and and uh, new fundraisers and collaboration across the country and pen pal projects and grant programs, all these things that are all new for the organization, um, but continue to, you know, harken back to our tradition and our history um, while not being confined to that history or tradition um, too much. So that's my favorite aspect. That might not be the answer you were looking for, but it's no, the answer good. you got, Bong. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I also love that you threw in the word harken. So <laughs> even, even, even more powerful. Thank you. Uh, for sharing that. And I, I will accept it. That, that was a, a great answer. Uh, Tracy, what about you? I would just like to begin by apologizing for opening this can of worms. Um, <laughs> it's still Kappa though. Um, I texted my sister who was the chapter president at Tulane and she said they called it KSI. So okay, just, say, just for the record, there's one more for KSI. Um, yeah. <laughs> but 
I think one of my favorite CAP memories that I've ever had um, was probably when I was marching drum corps. Um, I marched drum corps for three summers from 2016 to 2018. And um, I want to say it was the 2017 season. They all blur together at this point. <laughs> but uh, it was after um, the regional in Allentown, which is like the last major super big competition before um, the last uh, one at Lucas Oil Stadium. And um, all of my, like, there were a lot of people in Kappa in um, my core, but there were like a decent number of us. And we were like walking around. And um, at the end of the show, there was a whole group of people that were like standing in a circle with their arms crossed. And we were like, what's going on over there? And we found this was a whole group of people from various cores, like all over um, the country that were all brothers. And so they're all singing the song together. So we all like kind of went in and like sang with them. And it was just really like a very special experience because like we're all competing against each other. Like, and what it, it to me, it's like, what other activity do you have um, people that are like directly competing against each other that will come together and sing after their competition? So that was really, really special for me a lot, or really special for me because um, it was just kind of transcending like what we were doing. And it's like, this is a brotherhood and it's deeper than just band. So that was a really special experience. I think about that all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, anybody who's, who's been to DCI events, like when those moments, I mean, they're very powerful moments. And, and even beyond that, I mean, like we talk about how music is a universal language. I mean, and then what we promote through KKSI, I mean, like those letters, like there's meaning behind all that. And you really do come together physically, maybe not so much right now, but you come together and really, you, like, like you said, it transcends all that. And I would just like to point out that Allentown was my least favorite location because of all the hills. So many more stories to come at some other point. Um, but I wanted to give Angela an opportunity to share uh, her favorite thing, memory or aspect as well. Yeah, that, that's hard to come off of. That's a really like impactful thing to like memory. Um, I would actually have to go with my favorite thing rather than a memory or aspect. And um, something I have really found in joining um, Kappa Kappa Psi is just how diverse everyone is when we all come together. Like my sophomore year, I ended up moving onto campus and my roommate, was an accounting major. And so she would have her friends over. All of her friends were accountants, every single one. And don't get me wrong, I'm an accountant. I love accountants, but I'm gonna spend the rest of my life around accountants. Whereas I bring my friends over and like my little's a math major. I have friends who's a biology major. I have friends who major in digital culture, journalism, psychology, music ed, just all these different things. And I just feel like if I didn't find that in Kappa Kappa Psi, I wasn't going to find that anywhere else. Because years from now, I need like, you know, a mathematician for something or a biology friend. I call them right up. And I just don't think you can get that like without diversifying. Um, I couldn't get that just by going to school. Mm -hmm. I'm answering this very poorly. It's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> no, no, this, I mean, I, I think it's an amazing point that you bring up and something very powerful because I mean, with everything that's happening in general, um, and we look at all the events that have, have occurred in our country as well. I mean, th that is something that I have always appreciated about KKSI as well mm -hmm. is the, is the diversity. I mean, myself being a member, I mean, a member of a minority community and different communities as well. Like it's something that I can definitely appreciate. Um, 
I will just say that I'm a little disappointed no one mentioned mentioned Evan Thompson as favorite thing about KK's <laughs> but I won't tell him. He probably doesn't listen to this either. But uh, all joking aside, moving to our next question here, um, I wanted to know how your experience in the fraternity has helped shape you into the person you are today. And feel free to mention good things, bad things. I hope that this can be a safe space for us to answer this. Um, so Tracy, if you wouldn't mind um, starting off. So um, being a member of this fraternity, um, I've gotten to work with a lot of people that come from vastly different backgrounds and different experiences. And um, everybody that I've worked with has their own set of strengths and their own set of things that they might not be as well adapted to. And I think that um, being able to work with such a large variety of people, all kind of trying to achieve the same thing has really made me be able to appreciate other people's strengths more. Um, and so like, for example, in my own chapter, we have the people that are the kind of the imagination of the chapter. And they're the ones that are really well suited to coming up with service projects, coming up with fundraising ideas. Um, and then we have people that are much better at executing things. So while they might not be as like idea based, they are much better at finding ways to actually accomplish things. And then of course we have the people in the fraternity who are the best at making personal connections with other people. And so like being able to like be around such a wide variety of people and being able to kind of recognize what each individual's strengths are, that's something that's really benefited me as a person because um, personally I'm trying to go into talent acquisition as a career. And so that's something I'm gonna have to be really well, like, well aware of as I'm interviewing people, as I'm hiring people. So I think that's kind of one of the big things for me that I've really gotten out of being a brother in this fraternity. Yeah. No, I, and I, I really appreciate you mentioning that because I think sometimes we forget about how those around us affect our growth as well as individuals. And sometimes, you know, we may be just so focused on our own path, our own journey, or maybe the chapter as a whole, but just kind of looking at the, the specific or unique relationships that we have with the different individuals on our committee, like there are different ways in which we grow. And something that I love, I love to remind myself is that I truly believe that I am the result of the five closest people that I, I spend my time with. And, you know, in the chapter that could be, again, like the officers, your little, your family, whatever that is, like we get to take part in this and, and take ownership of our growth. So I love that you mentioned that. Thank you. Um, Angela, what about you? What, so when I joined KSI, I just thought, oh, this will be fun. I never thought, wow, how, how am I going to grow from this? And so having to sit and reflect on this, I'm like, wow, I've changed a lot. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I've noticed personally in myself is that being um, part of this organization, we have to have a lot of discussions as a group and make big decisions. And I know I remember my freshman year, I definitely when talking in discussion, like embarrassed myself, like I just could not articulate my thoughts in a way that other people could understand. And I didn't affect the conversation in a good way. And I didn't make any good impact. And so now like reflecting back now, I'm often a person who brings up pivotal points in our conversations. Like, wait, we haven't thought about this. How, like, what can we do with this? Or why have we not considered this option? You know, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's being part of this organization has really affected my public speaking. Not that it's perfect. I'm a very awkward person. And I, <laughs> I break down laughing all the time when doing things like this. Um, but 
it's definitely affected my public speaking in a positive way. Um, I've also learned how to separate my business like speech from my personal life. I've had to work with people who are some of my closest friends. And especially when you're a treasurer, you can't let your personal relationships get in the way of collecting money. And I've also had to work with people that I'm not the fondest of, but you know, you're still my brother, still love you and all. And you have to like set that aside when you're dealing with um, issues that are bigger than yourself and that affect your chapter and your organization. And lastly, I have formed so many bonds that I didn't think was possible. Prior to college, I was never like super, super close with my friends. You know, they were like, hang out on the weekend kind of thing. I couldn't imagine myself in my life without some of the people I've met, like my little Chandler. I love you if you're listening. Um, I couldn't imagine my life without some of these people now that I've only known for a couple of years. I love that. Many, many great points there. Uh, something I wanted to reiterate, I, I think that's very special um, that I, I again, I, I just challenge everyone listening to be able to reflect on this and to, to develop your response to your question, because one, it's going to come up handy at some point when you are interviewing, maybe with Tracy. Um, but something that is going to be very powerful is that like we are afforded the opportunity to fail and to be embarrassed and to make a fool of ourselves in front of our chapter, in front of our band. But I think one of the most powerful things is learning how to ask questions, ask clarifying questions to make sure that conversations do get somewhere. Right. Because we've all been in conversations about making big decisions where just circle talk, circle talk, circle. And nothing happens. Right. But then having the experience bringing, well, you know, you haven't thought about this yet. Or what about this? It, you're moving the needle towards a solution. So I can definitely appreciate that. Grant, what about you? Wow. So everything that all three of you just said or like all the things that I'm about to say. So I'm going to feel super redundant here, but it's OK. Uh, when, when thinking about this question just now, I was thinking. Okay, so Cap Capsai has undoubtedly changed my life over the last four years, and I think in a lot of positive ways. But I would be interested if I was if New Upsilon was holding a chapter uh, recruitment event, and if me from four years walked in the room, how would I interact with me from back then, and how would that person like? What would I think about them? And my thought is, I like I probably like wouldn't wouldn't vibe with him um, because because just so much of me is different. And to like touch on what Tracy said, like one of the things alone is that I, I've gone in the last four years from being a, a thinker, someone that whose, whose thoughts are in the clouds and they're not the most concrete, but man, he's aspirational and naive and all this stuff. And within the last four years, I've, I've become the, the doer, at least in my mindset and have become a lot more methodical and practical with my goals. Um, both on an individual level, but also as it relates to the chapter and the district as a whole. I've, in doing that, I've inspired, not me, I haven't done this, the process of being in Kappa Kappa Psi has inspired a new sense of responsibility and ownership and leadership in all the things that I do and all the projects that I'm a part of. Uh, you mentioned like being willing to ask questions and, and to a certain extent, being willing to challenge the process. This is something that four years ago, Grant wouldn't do at all. Uh, but currently I'm, I'm less risk averse than I was back then. I'm going to, I said one of my hobbies was reading. So I'm going to pull a quote from a book I read in the last year um, from Randy Pausch, uh, who wrote the last lecture. He says, when penguins are about to jump into water that might contain predators, somebody's got to be the first penguin. Um, so I have become the penguin that would stand on the ledge and wait for everyone else to jump into the water to see if it's fine uh, to the, the first penguin, I think, in a lot of the situations in my life. Um, 
and I've been more willing to work through different conflict. I'm generally a conflict averse person, have been all my life. Uh, but in Kappa Kappa Psi, I learned that conflict is inevitable sometimes and disagreements are not necessarily always bad. And they can be some of the most productive conversations you have is when you disagree with the person on the other side of that conversation. So those are just in a nutshell, some of the, the bigger uh, transformations that's happened through this organization. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to all three of you. Very, very powerful pieces. I mean, like, I mean, so many things that... I mean, I'm just kind of thinking of ideas of like, you know, how, how many different workshops can be done? How many different conversations could you be having with your, your, your chapters and districts on this? Because like, these are powerful things that yes, you, you can put it in on a paper, but like, if you can't really talk about it and be able to like, see how you have grown in that area, it's not going to be as powerful. And I think that the thing that really ties all of your responses together is being able to have some self-discovery. That I think is what is so very special about KK size that you get to discover who you are. Like Grant, you mentioned, you know, yourself four years ago. I hope I never meet myself in four years ago. He was a very intense and hostile human being and we're just going to leave him in the past. Right. So like, it's about that, that self-discovery, but also just like the fact that you get to evolve and you're ever evolving. You're this work in process and you, you give yourself that grace to, to mess up, to, you know, say something silly in, in front of your chapter or people or whatever that may be. So like, this is very powerful stuff. And I, I very much look forward to hearing more in the future, maybe uh, Grant Angela Tracy 10 years from now to see where you have gone with your lives and what you have done. So my next question here, looking forward and knowing what you know now, because we're almost to the end of your of, of this term for you. Um, I wanted to see what is the number one goal starting like today to to your convention? Like what is the number one goal that you would like to achieve as your district secretary treasurer? Angela, we'll start with you. So, you know, being an accountant. A number that one of the number one things that goes through your head is debits and credits. You know, your basic accounting class assets equals liabilities, but share, plus your shareholders equity. If you don't know what that means, go take a basic accounting class. It'll be worth your time. I promise. But uh, something that um, has always been very important to me when I, both when I was the treasurer for my chapter and now as a secretary treasurer for the district is um, knowing where we stand financially. And so when I came into the role, um, I, you know, went through the email I got with the Google Drive and was checking everything. And there were a lot of documents that either had missing information or like the numbers were not lining up. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is scary. And while I know that Di is fantastic and she has got everything figured out at national headquarters and I have nothing to worry about. I also want to know where um, the district budget's at, where we're at. And I'm just sitting here like, I need to fix this. I need to find a way to document this so that future secretary treasurers can easily input this. They can know our, they can easily look at a document and say, this was our revenue and these were our expenses last year. This is what they were spent on. And, you know, while we have a okay system in the Western district, it is definitely not foolproof and not as easy as it could be. So my number one goal I would say is to continue editing that and um, polish it off a little bit and hopefully make it easier so future sex treasures can look back on my year and whatever whatever years I can salvage on top of that um, and be able to know what we were going through at this time and maybe be able to bounce off ideas of fundraisers or just know, okay, this is this is what happened this year. This is what I can do. So that that is my plan. 
I appreciate that. Hey, the tangible stuff like that, like we, we love to hear it. We love to see it. So thank you. Um, Grant, what about you? Yeah, my, my goal is, is pretty similar to Angela's. And I think it's, you know, probably pretty universal for, for our role as secretary treasurer in general. The most important things is that we are transparent and that we make resources accessible to other people. Uh, and, and especially that second point of accessibility is, has been my main goal from day one in office to give the members of the district both the tools for improvement, but also information on how to use those tools effectively. And hopefully those tools long, you know, exist past my uh, time in office 10 years from now when we're giving this great speech that Bong has apparently signed us up for. I hope that those tools are still being used. Um, and, you know, to get practical with it, like for our district, that's meant uh, establishing a Google Drive uh, of shared resources and providing resources of programming um, and, you know, templates for budgets and minutes and up-to-date changes to policy handbooks, like all the nitty gritty stuff that a lot of people find lame and it can be kind of, you know, dreary and not very uh, exciting. This isn't a, a position of fireworks, usually secretary treasurer, and that's okay. It's not supposed to be necessarily. Um, I, I think that the role of secretary treasurer best functions as uh, maintenance leadership. Uh, our job is to kind of act as the janitor of the council and to, to walk the halls of the organization and make sure that, you know, you know, to pick up some trash and to, to note the items for repair and hopefully during our time to fix as many things as possible, but know that there's not enough time to fix all the things that we want to fix. So we're constantly mentoring uh, fellow janitors uh, to, to pass the torch to after our time on the council. Um, in the end, my goal in all of this is to, to know that I've left a mark and not necessarily that it's going to be acknowledged or recognized because, again, it's not the flashiest of positions, uh, but to one day metaphorically put down my mop of being the janitor and think that this place, this organization that I'm part of, is a better place for, for the things that I did during my time than when I first found it. I love that. So I'm just going to assume and expect that you're at the NCD virtual convention. You're going to show up in a janitor outfit. And if not, I will, I will have everyone pause and put everything on hold. Oh, oh it's done. It's done. I'll, I'll order it today after this call. I love it. And again, tangible stuff, tangible change that you would like to see leaving that legacy there. I think, I think that's very important. Um, so I won't get on my spiel about, about, you know, change management, but thank you. Uh, Tracy, what about you? So one thing that um, the Midwest district has kind of um, struggled with in uh, recent years, um, was kind of touched on a little bit by um, both Grant and, and um, Angela, was uh, transparency and just a lack of general organization. Um, my predecessor, Malie, was just amazing at her job. She was wonderful. Before her, we had no ledger we had no way of like tracking how much money we had and like where it was going. We had a very like basic budget, but we didn't have like any kind of allowance for like any issues or anything. And we just weren't tracking anything. So one of the things that I have really tried to um, accomplish this year is just to ensure that like that continues to be that transparent and continues to be something that, um, is that functions in a way that is going to be accessible to other chapters and accessible to whoever um, the person that has this position after me. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know, I guess um, one of the weird things about this year that 
is really unfortunate, but also kind of a, almost a blessing in disguise in one way um, from a financial standpoint is the fact that we're not having a bunch of in-person events this year. It's kind of allowed for our district to like um, fundraise and then save some money for next year. So hopefully whoever um, is on the district council next year is able to set up a lot of very like good in-person events for our district. So that way we can like use some of the funds we've accumulated from this year. So I love that. And I love that you all mentioned the fact that you were able to utilize this time um, and spend it figuring out the missing information, the missing gaps, like what needs to happen to make sure that there's that connective tissue that, you know, like things are going to operate uh, in a effective, moral, ethical way. Like you were, you were, you were filling in the gaps. And I think that's, that's important to mention because I think oftentimes people, students, um, active members like, well, what change, what change can I make? Or if they're interested in, you know, the numbers and the ops of, of um, a position and they're wanting to run for secretary, secretary treasurer, like, I think you all just gave them great ideas, but also ways in which they can affect change in a positive way. So, I mean, that, that is amazing. And again, I, I really do appreciate it. So for, for this next part, I'm literally just going to ask you a series of random, really random questions um, as they pop into my head, as I look around to my space, it's like, what do I have to ask them about? So we can, we can answer in any, in any order. Um, but, you know, obviously I have an order right here on our outline. So feel free to use that or just kind of pop in and out, but it literally, it will just be rapid fire, whatever first comes to mind. Okay. All right. We'll start easy. What is your favorite color? I'm so nervous right now. Like I, like I, these rapid fire things, <laughs> I know I'm not answering rapid fire, but I'm just so nervous for what you're going to ask. Uh, my favorite color is um, red. <laughs> I love it. My favorite color is blue. I think for today, I'm going to have to go with seafoam green or no, like a seafoam blue. I don't know. Like a nice blue. You know what I mean? Like a different blue. That's my answer. Okay. Wait, can I take back my favorite color? Okay. Yeah. So four years ago, my favorite color was crimson because I'm ah, IU okay. and now I go to Ball State. So it's Cardinal. It's still red though. So yeah. Cardinal red. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, schools are very particular about their reds and colors. So I, I guess you. So what is your favorite number since I'm talking to secretary treasurers? 12. Okay. Why? I hope not because of Tom Brady. But... No, no, nothing specific. No, absolutely not. Oh, heck no. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No, absolutely not. No, not. No. Mm-mm. I just like the number 12. It's been my favorite number since I was like 10 years old. I have no reason for it. It is just my favorite number. I promise. I love it. I love it. 32. And I have no reason, except I was born at 2.32 in the afternoon. That, that's the only reason. Also, uh, Nickelodeon was on Channel 32 when I was a kid. So uh-huh. a couple of significant moments in my, <laughs> in my life have had 32 related to it. Okay. I, I didn't know if it was because you, you are a 32-year-old internally. I'm just kidding. Internally? Just kidding. Internally, no, I'm like 68. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm not even close. Very cool. Tracy, what about you? Um, I decided when I was eight years old that my favorite number would be 16 because 16 was eight times two. I don't know why, but that was my logic when I was eight and I've just doubled down on it ever since then. So 
I love that. I love that. Things you, you said, there's just certain things that we draw, you know, we draw the line in the sand, like this is my favorite number. Okay. I love it. So what is your biggest pet peeve? <laughs> I just want everyone to notice. Uh, you can't see their faces, but it's very entertaining. Tracy had something. I think my biggest pet peeve are people that slurp their soup. I love my family to death, but every single time we eat soup, I want to rip my own ears off. I just hate it so much. <laughs> I love that. What else? This is like not going to be a funny one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's the point of this. It's not going to be funny. People in, in like discussions or conversations that talk to hear the sound of their own voice and think that they contributed. Um, I, it drives me insane. Um, and they just, they just keep going on and on as they talk kind of like I am right now and just hoping that they come up upon something marvelous, uh, at some point while they're saying random words. Yeah. Well, Grant, yeah, everything like, you say is marvelous. So don't worry. Oh, thank you. <laughs> See, this is really hard. The first thing that came to mind when you said pet peeve was like driving and like my driving pet peeves. Like, so this isn't probably like my overall pet peeve, but I'm too brain dead to think of a better answer. So like, I'm going to have to say, like when you're driving and the person in front of you is not signaling, that just annoys the heck out of me. Or, or when they like don't have their lights on in the middle of the night and you're like, especially if they're driving a black car, cause then you're like, oh my gosh, I can't even see you, dude. And you're like flashing your yeah, you're bright at them and they're just like staring at you like you're you're silly or something you're like no you don't have your lights on dude i love it so just like just like uh grant is the janitor in the hallway you are the hall monitor of driving and i love it got that right yes absolutely <laughs> very cool okay so next question um so we we know tracy you are you are hufflepuff so you know with respect so what house are you everybody else Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Okay. I I've never read or watched Harry Potter in my life. Mm. Tracy is so mad at me right now, but I, I this is not something I've done. I have taken the test before, just just so I can answer this question. Apparently, uh -huh. um, but yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it. Maybe someday I'll find it in my heart to forgive you, but you know, Ravenclaw that checks out all out. <laughs> see so i've tested a couple of times and i like to find out what like house i am i most consistently come up as ravenclaw like 70 percent of the time mm -hmm. but if i take like a different test or something sometimes i'll come out as like i think it's a gryffindor yeah gryffindor is the other one i come out as a lot yeah. but no i also i've seen the movies but I've never like read the books and I need to, I get like halfway through Sorcerer's Stone and then I get busy with like, yeah. Okay. So what is your go-to, like, like if you had the funds, like if money wasn't a question time, like your favorite meal, like you just, just like, I like when you had the time to go visit somewhere, like what is your go-to meal? My mom's meatloaf. <laughs> I love it. She okay. makes a mean meatloaf, man. And and she also makes these green beans uh, with like a little bit of bacon in it. And oh, it's just, it's so delightful. Yeah, there's nothing like my mother's <laughs> cooking. I love it. Your 60 year old person's coming out, but I love it. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what else? 
Um, my personal favorite food is, um, so uh, in uh, Minneapolis, there are a lot of um, Somali and Ethiopian immigrants. And uh, so there's my favorite restaurant ever is owned by this um, immigrant family from Ethiopia. And it's this food, it's called like beef um, tibs or something like that. But you eat it with like this really fluffy, absorbent um, bread called like injera bread. And it's just super, super yummy. So it's like spicy beef in like a really fluffy piece of bread. I love it. I love it. What else? So my sophomore year of college, I was looking for delivery food, like, like, you know, Uber Eats to me or whatever. And I came across this Chinese restaurant a couple miles away from my school called China Jade. And, you know, it's like a little hole in the wall place, but the food's really good. It's pretty cheap. They have the absolute best cheese wontons you could ever ask of and they're only six dollars for eight of them and they're big too they're not like the little ones like if you go to like i know a lot of thai places have them too they have little ones but like they're big and they're so good so that is like my absolute go-to anytime i love it i love it just when when you have family members or like if it's like more like more of a home cooked like the families are actually doing it like that's when it's best and you know the hole in the wall places like they're the go-to places so i definitely appreciate that and it's also dinner time for myself and i think some of you as well so this is a great thought as you uh, as we wrap things up i just a couple more fun questions here is um let's say you know you had this task where you had to get rid of one instrument out of all instruments but you know what let's 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 refine it so it's a little bit easier in like wind instruments in like a, a wind ensemble uh or your marching band like what instrument would you get rid of it's a trick question trombone okay hold up <laughs> <laughs> i take I issue it. with that but it's fine <laughs> yeah your <too>. argument <laughs> i think we should vote angela off the island i'm offended by that <laughs> Oh, uh, what else? Big? What do you play? I I don't want to tell you now because now you're going to vote it well, off pick, the pick island. Low and, pick a low and mellophone, right? Okay. Yeah, mellophone is my name. Okay, I'll keep that in mind okay. for my response here in a second. Okay, so I'm going to say piccolo, and Grant can play mellophone. I play piccolo. But like, oh my gosh, you just offended him. What did you guys I, I do? I play piccolo, Tracy. Not well, but I play it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know who plays it well. Like, sorry for everybody who does play it well. Um, we need to meet. <clears throat> so here's the issue with this question is that I'm going to be a band director someday. And I can't just like have pu like publicly say a certain instrument because okay. some of my students will play that instrument. But saxophone. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I can I can respect that there are yeah. many of saxophones. So um, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised you just didn't say Jason Filer, Grant. I, I was kind of hoping for that question or for that response. He's yeah, he's an instrument of a different kind. <laughs> Very cool. OK, so last question here is um, we all finally are able to to come together, let's say, national convention. And because you were all not able to spend time together, we make all the district officers get on the stage and you have to sing one song as your karaoke song. There's no option. You're totally being forced, but you're OK with it. You give us the consent. You sign the waiver, blah, blah, blah. What is your go to song? <laughs> My go to song? Um... 
<laughs> Sorry. My go-to song is probably What's Up by Four Non-Blondes. You probably don't know the title of it, but like if you know the song, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What else? So um, my addiction to She-Ra is going to come out right now, but they have a kick butt opening song. It's amazing. It's called Warriors by Aaliyah Rose. And like, that's just it. It's such a, a like a powerful song. It makes you feel like you're on top of the world. And that's my go-to. I love it. I I want to like make a meme reference that's going to age really poorly, like in a month, if someone like listens back on this. So I'll say we should all as collective district officers sing a sea shanty of some sort. Okay. That's my meme reference. But anyway, my actual answer is um, any song by the band passenger. They're my favorite band by far. They're so good. And even Spotify says they're my favorite band to the little like end of year thing was like, they're your favorite band. I was like, I thought so. So yeah, any, any song by passenger for sure. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you all so much for your um, colorful responses for these fun questions. Um, really, I mean, I, if I had to really say, like, this is why I do these calls, why I do these interviews, is to, to learn more about your, like, rapid responses and, and how you think under pressure. So my last question for this whole interview, um, again, before I get into that, I just did want to say that, you know, thank you so much for your willingness uh, to speak on everything so far. So this last question, uh, and we'll start with uh, Tracy on this one, is what piece of advice can you share with our listeners who maybe they're wanting to serve at a higher level, maybe they're wanting to, to serve on that chapter leadership, district leadership, or they just want to create some positive change for their community. What is your piece of advice for them? So my inner business major is going to come out here. Um, but I definitely would say the most important thing you can do is networking. Um, so like just it sounds more like serious than it is, but just talking to people, I think, is like the big thing that will just really like help you figure out how you can maybe take your leadership to the next level, how you can get more involved, how you can try to get to another position. Talk to the people that are already holding those positions and talk to them about what their job is like and what they love about it and like what things they want to accomplish that they maybe weren't able to accomplish. Just having that conversation is something that's really, really beneficial, not just to like figuring out like how you can get a certain position, but how you can make a positive difference. I love that. Communication is key. And I know that's so... Uh, cheesy and, and cliche, but I mean, communication there is key. Awesome. Thank you for that. Angela, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to probably bounce off you a little bit, Tracy, because you said some of the same things I was thinking. Um, I think if you're wanting to seek like a leadership opportunity, you got to find an organization or maybe you want to get promoted at your job. Just find something that you're passionate about and you want to improve upon and then find like a role within that that you think suits you well. And then 99% of the time, the person that is in that role won't bite you if you ask them about the position. Just 99% of the time, though. The other 1%, I don't know, you might, you might walk away with a scar. Um, learn more about the position. And then, um, you know, like if you're applying for something in case I usually need to have like a platform or something. And um, my advice is instead of reinventing the wheel, think about how to make it turn more efficiently. Um, and then, you know, if something happens in your job or in case I where you don't end up getting the position, just remember it doesn't define your value as a person. Doesn't mean you weren't good enough. Doesn't mean you're a bad brother. It just means that the people wanted to go a different direction than what you had in mind. 
And then lastly, you know, you don't get that position. You don't need a title to be a leader. You can show it with your actions and you can show it by supporting those people in those positions. And then maybe a year goes by, you decide to reapply. Maybe you go and do something totally different and you'll grow from it no matter what, as long as you keep a positive mindset about it. I love that. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And Grant, what about you? Yeah. So I guess I'm, I guess I'm kind of bouncing off everyone. We're just, we're just in sync mentally right now. Um, but my, my point is kind of on Angela's second to last point, which is that you will meet some resistance at some point in whatever you're pursuing. Um, you know, and I, I'm going to unintentionally tie a lot of things that I've said together here with a quote from Randy Pausch, who wrote the last lecture. Have you ordered it on Amazon yet? Yeah, you should. Okay. Uh, brick walls are there for a reason. They give us a chance to show how badly we want something. So there are always going to be obstacles in your way. And those obstacles will take the form of many brick walls. Look up the song Brick Walls by Passenger. It's a good song. Sorry, I'll just say that. But one of those brick walls will be internal. There's a lot of intrapersonal brick walls that you build up that you might not even realize. And maybe you need to have a conversation with people in your chapter or, you know, one of us. Uh, like the conversation that we're having in this call right now that makes you reflect on yourself and, and analyze what brick walls are keeping you from doing what you need to do. People in general have something called fluency bias, which it means that essentially we're kind of lazy because we want to do the things that are easiest for us to do. But anything that's worthwhile is going to require some level of effort and is going to be met with some level of resistance. That like resistance might... Oh, What? I was just saying, like, I, I feel like you're, you're, you're adding me with working out. Like, I get it. I should work out more. Like, I get it's hard. But sorry. Yeah, I just that's to the add that in there. physical resistance for some of us, emotional and, and mental for some others. Um, but the other resistance that you might meet is interpersonal. So between people. And that happens when there's differences in priorities or just general disagreements. And those brick walls are okay, too. Again, conflict is not a, uh, necessarily a bad thing, something that should be pursued. Um, and then there's also systematic or systemic brick walls. Um, those come in the form of tradition or just systems. And I think if the past year is any indication, it's worthwhile to analyze the sort of traditions that we, we build up as an organization. Um, and even, uh, you know, in the broadest sense possible, the, the systems that we're a part of. And my last point of advice is something that I didn't do with all the previous points of advice, which is be methodical, specific, and practical with the advice you give others. And also the things that you are pursuing. Uh, I like to think of ideas as having a certain amount of density. So if you have a lot of fluffy ideas, a lot of things is not, uh, a lot of things are not going to get done. If you're trying to meet a brick wall with air, it's not going to fall over. So you need to make sure that your ideas have substance to them and they're not just abstract and vague, but very specific and concrete. And the way to do that is to use the tools at your disposal. So resources available to you and also the people available to you. I love that. So again, the three of you all just took us through this like masterclass of like 
how to be an amazing leader, how to be an amazing brother. So again, Grant, Tracy, Angela, thank you so much for joining us today. And of course, on behalf of the fraternity and the National Council, I just want to once again reiterate how much we truly appreciate you, your leadership, and all that you're doing to promote our values uh, and our purposes for KKSI. And again, it's, it's been a hard, tough ride through all of this. Um, and I just hope that everyone who's listening can hear the pride, the energy, um, and just the overall the hope that our students have through all of this. And they have been those, you know, our students have been affected the most, not having band, not having chapters, not having these district events, like they are still persevering through it. There's grit and it continues to inspire me. So I hope that this will inspire you as well. So of course, a huge thanks to all of our listeners for joining today. If you like this episode, then please share, suggest our podcast episode with another brother today, because again, lots of great content and life advice, all of this. The thing is, we don't, we don't do this to hear ourselves talk. I definitely do not want to be that person that Grant has a pet peeve about, but you know, we do this to share some insights, to bring conversation, just to talk, talk about things that we don't often get to talk about, which is ourselves and how we have learned, how we have, we have grown, how we have, um, pers- uh, you know, how we have, I guess, run through the brick wall, climb through the brick, whatever, whatever you're doing with the brick walls, you know, how you are going through all of this. So um, I'm going to ask all of you to to who are listening, everyone on this call, if you have topics you want me to cover, if you have brothers that you think we should be interviewing, please let me know. Um, so if you have those suggestions, please reach out to me at bonco at kksi.org. That's B-A-N-G-C-O at kkpsi.org. Uh, again, thank you for joining us on KKSI Presents. My name is Bonco, your host. And as always, I just want to wish you much love and AEA.